It's my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to eat a whole pie. Do I have to keep listening to Beethoven, or can we fucking get on with it? Do I have to keep listening to you, Michael, or can we fucking get on with it? You done fucked up, lady. It's the hunt. Welcome to the Center Cut. I am Michael. And I am Dave. Dave, I'm into it, into it, into it. We have two of our best podcast friends on today, Jasmine and Mel's from Damn Fine TV. Ladies, it's been nearly two years since you've been on the show, though we have been on your show countless times since then. It's a mystery why you keep having us on. I don't it was, it's like four or something, but countless. <laughs> I like countless better. Yeah, countless is better. I, I know there's a fair amount of crossover already with our listeners, but if for some insane reason people don't know who you are, tell the people what they are missing. There's none of these people, but go ahead. I mean, I hope not at this point, but just in case, we are Damn Fine TV. We talk about TV, basically. I mean, that's the spiel. If you watch TV, if you like TV, come and hang out with us because we might be talking about a show that you like, especially if you're a Twin Peaks fan. We have a Quite a vast back catalog for you to catch up on. Yeah. And I mean, I know you're not going to see this video, but I think we have pretty good humor because right now it looks like my microphone is a big penis on my Wow. <laughs> wow. Perfect for the center cut. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to mm-hmm. workshop one in there. So there you go. It's a professional. We'll definitely have more time later to talk a little about your show as well. But in the meantime, let's get to the warm piggy meat of the episode. David. What exactly are we doing here today? Warm piggy meat. (laughs) Today, we watched the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of The Hunt, a movie that Jasmine and Mel's have seen. We're going to recap our ends that we watched, and then they have some questions for us to see which one of us can figure out the middle better. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be me, because these questions were very hard. (gasps) Oh, Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, that's, I thought this was awesome. on the harder end of our questions that we get, so should be interesting. Which I like, though. I feel so good right now. Thank <laughs> you. Ew, I know. Yeah, this is awesome. We Great start. Great start. So The Hunt was released in 2020, though it was a COVID casualty, so it didn't do super well at the box office. The people that made this movie are incredible, though. It is directed by Craig Zobel. Zobel. I didn't take the time to learn how to pronounce it because I'm a bad podcaster. Mm-hmm. A... I found out that he was one of the creators of Homestar Runner before it was a website, which is kind of ridiculous and insane. Whoa. Don't know what that is. You don't know what Homestar Runner is? David, go go okay. find yourself. Cut. Dave, go find go myself. You know, bad. Come, come on. I have to go on a spiritual journey yes, to find do. myself because <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yes. Yes, you do. Anyway. But B, maybe more importantly for, for Mr. Craig, he directed one of my favorite episodes of TV ever. Full stop. International Assassin, season two episode of The Leftovers. Great, amazing episode. And speaking of, the two people who wrote that episode wrote this movie. Nick Cuse, son of Carlton, and Damon Lindelof, my personal Jesus, creator of HBO's <laughs> The Watchmen, The Leftovers, and my favorite show of all time, Lost. Yeah, I have made yeah. so many Lost references over the years here, but this, I'm in heaven. What I'm a heaven. team. But seriously, you literally have the three people who had the biggest hands in creating a top five episode of television for me. This thing's got to be good, right? We'll get there. It is good. Yeah, well, trust we'll me. get there. Yeah. How hard were you when they suggested this movie? Oh, I was hard for Michael. I'm going to be honest. Like <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. It sports a 57 on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's not great. Not ideal. I am shocked. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I don't go by that. Listen, I take my own personal mind. I Basically, heard a lot fuck of Rotten Tomatoes is what you're saying. I, well, yeah. I mean, I heard yeah. a lot of grumblings about it, like when it came out and that's what stopped me from watching it for, for so long even though i knew who created it and who did it i was like i don't understand like this is a genius like creative geniuses put this together mm-hmm. uh and then when i finally watched it i was like oh, fuck all that i don't i don't get what the issue is so anyway i'll just leave it at that so but yeah before i come in my pants three more times talking about <laughs> Lindelof and how listen here's the thing all mm-hmm. three of you need to just watch lost and two of you, Jasmine and Mel's, you need to do a Leftovers rewatch for your podcast. 
What are you waiting for? I know. We have covered International Assassin on our Patreon. You did. You have. Yeah. Yes. We did that. Well, I want a full rewatch. But anyway, let's get into the recaps. Let's do it. Our, uh, our movie here, The Hunt, opens with a woman sitting in an office. All we see is her back. She's sitting at a desk and looking at her phone. We see over her shoulder she is having a conversation with a group of people. The text chain opens with a guy named Ted asking everyone if he can tell them something very important in confidence. Uh, he convinces everyone that it's something very serious and then turns out it's just a gif of a turtle fucking a boot. So I like Ted already. I like the way you framed that, that the turtle's fucking the boot. I mean, I don't know. I guess the boot could have been enjoying it too. <laughs> I guess that's assumptive of me to to assume that the boot wasn't also enjoying it. Very assumptive. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where's the joke? I don't I don't get it. Am I supposed to think that that gif is funny? You're supposed to think that that gif is funny in place of some serious thing that this man was about to confess to his friends. That little turtly dick no. flapping around. Oh man, <laughs> you'd laugh for sure. If this is the future of comedy, I'm just mm. here's the thing: you can't make a you can't make fun of anybody's characteristics unless the gray gods declare that it's punching up. So it's just going to be loops of turtles humping a boot. That I just I don't know. I don't like that. I don't understand here. I mean, you make like terrible <sighs> dad joke level puns in every one of our episodes, and you think that this is. Not funny. <sighs> I agree. Nope. I think a Rick Astley link should have been sent instead. That's. Yeah. I mean, that would go. have been also would have great. Been, yeah. I would have. I'd agree with that. I would have got behind that. But then they they end up the conversation evolves and they start complaining about the president. I guess at this time, would it have when they were filming? It would have been Trump in the U.S. Right, but we don't really know. They don't talk about at least on our ends what who the president yeah. is or what time frame it's it's in in terms of of that. Or to understand that it's a Republican or conservative president. Correct. So even if it's not Trump, it's someone of Trump's ilk. I would agree with that. The woman we're sitting with ends up sending this message verbatim, uh, and a quote is, at least the hunt is coming up. Nothing better than going out to the manor and slaughtering a dozen deplorables. Then shortly after, everyone who she's texting with is like, what the fuck are you doing talking about this via text chain? I thought we were never going to do this. Bye. And that ends that conversation. Yeah, but I, I do like the way that it, it like zooms into the text where it says the hunt and that's our title card. It's pretty cool. Yes. <laughs> Next, we're on a plane and we, we just quickly jumped to a plane now. And a stewardess is asking one of the gentlemen on the plane if he wants a snack. He's kind of a dick about it. One of the gentlemen, it's Dennis. I know, it's Dennis. Yay. Who's Dennis? <gasps> From It's okay. Always Sunny. Cut. Go get your oh, life right, oh Dave. God. Come on. You got Homestar <laughs> Runner. You got It's Always Sunny. Oh my God, I get so much Happy. spiritual guidance these days. Oh. I don't even understand. Uh, well, she asked Dennis if he wants a <laughs> snack or anything. Ends up ordering some champagne. She's like, you want some champagne? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. Fine. Then he thinks it's going to be like this a super expensive bottle of champagne that Athena, apparently the person who's kind of bankrolling this whole thing, bought for $250,000 some old champagne bottles that were found in some underground or underwater thing or whatever. I don't even remember the premise of it. But it sounds really intense that she would spend that much money on a few bottles of champagne. But I get it. I love champagne. So as they're kind of having this conversation, she's pouring the champagne. She ends up pouring, overpouring the glass. And then we pan up to see a large, dirty man stumbling into the cabin, confused and kind of seemingly drugged or on drugs of some way or another. Kind of everyone in this in this cabin in this what you would consider kind of a first class cabin is is freaking out a little bit. And you can tell that I'm going to call him Trumpenstein's monster because he's kind of like <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. But his name's also Randy. But we can call him Trumpenstein's monster yeah. if you'd like. Well, you can tell that he's a Republican because he's wearing a denim jacket over flannel, unironically. Very bold <laughs> choice. Very wow. Bold. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of those guys. Fuck. Buckle up. So an older man who is sitting in this cabin tries to calm the man down. He tells him he's a doctor. Tells him, okay, just relax. Lie, lie down on the floor and we'll, we'll get this figured out. And then stabs him in the neck with a pen. Cool. Yeah. Didn't that happen? Interesting. And then he turns around. He's like, what? He woke up before he was supposed to. Like, like, what was I supposed to do? This was our only option. And in, in all of this commotion, or uh, Trumpenstein's monster, 
not Randy, because that's not the name that he was given in the movie. He kind of freaks out at the fact that he was just stabbed with a pen, starts swinging a bottle of champagne around, is is just kind of drunkenly and drugged, like swinging, like, like someone who's trying to fight, but is also really drunk and can't really hit anything. He's just kind of swinging around aimlessly. But that commotion does wake up Hillary Swank, and you don't want to wake up Hillary Swank. Mm-mm. <laughs> She grabs a high heel on the way and walks right in, taps on Randy's shoulder. He turns around and she stabs him in the eyeball with the high heel of the shoe that she brought. So that was intense. And then she pulls it out and his whole eyeball and like the the whole, you know, what whatever the organ that is attached to it, it gets yanked out along with it. Very gross. Very yeah. rough. I uh I don't think I don't know that I was a fan of that. Oh. Oh, I love kill. it. Yes. <laughs> like, pull all the eyeballs out. Yes. I'm into it. <laughs> well, I the fact of like out. using what you have at your disposal, right? right? Like, she had the high heel shoe. Mm-hmm. She's going to use that. And then just to see the whole whatever's behind your eye. I mean, that's, yeah, that's good stuff. Right. Your yeah. eye mm. muscle. Yeah. Like, it's very functional. Okay. Take note, everyone. This is how you make do with the resources you have, okay? That's what I mean. They got the pen, the high heel, like... It's a tight target to aim for, though, in terms of, like, if you're considering self-defense. You gotta be like, very Like, if you're saying, precise. like, yeah, you have to be good, because if you just, like, clock him in the on the forehead with the, the high heel shoe, he's gonna get very angry very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think now, now that we've officially met Athena from the front, we met her, I, I believe that, that was Hillary Swank from the back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All sides of her we've met now. Yep. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking of it because it's because it's Lindelof, but I think some of the names mean stuff. It, it wouldn't be Lindelof without deeper meaning. Hillary Swank is Athena. That means person of wisdom, which maybe she is. There's a person in this in this clearly liberal group called Liberty. It's literally all liberals want to, just to be able to do whatever the heck they want. And then there's Dennis who plays Richard. You heard him talking to the flight attendant. He is a dick. Mm-hmm. It just makes so much sense. Yeah, telling you, Lindelof does this. He knows what he's doing. Was it also important that on both ends we watched? She was wearing red. Athena. Mm-hmm. Yes, because people in red die. I know you guys in colors. Yep. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, they do shirt. drag Trumpenstein's monster back to a closet or room somewhere further back in the plane. Looks like he's dying, I would assume, because he got stabbed with a pen in the neck and then got his eye removed with the back of a shoe. <laughs> but he does turn and say, help me or, or please help or something like that to a girl who was laying in woman. this room as well a woman she's a young younger girl fine <laughs> fine a young a woman young adult a young young a adult we lady don't gender th- this person yeah so it's a, a thing that is in this cabin uh that he turns to and says please help but the thing that he is talking to is also kind of knocked out so yeah can I say, are you comfortable with me saying she, referring to yeah. her with a she? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think we'll let that, we'll let that go. <laughs> okay, yeah. perfect, perfect. So she then awakens. She is awoken in the woods. She's got a gag in her mouth that is, has a kind of a, a belt-like thing that swings around her, her, her back of her head and is locked. Not having a great time. Are we not going to talk about the fact that it's Emma Roberts? Yeah. I mean, it's Emma Roberts. Okay. Well, I mean, I, like she's a biggish actress. I was I was ready for Dave to say that he didn't know who Emma Roberts was either because no. you know, girl, woman, thing, she. <laughs> I know who Emma Roberts is. I didn't know who she was up until about ten episodes ago, where she was a mermaid loving little girl in Aquamarine, and uh. now she's all grown up and <laughs> rock the ball gag. That is true. I forgot that she was one of the young girls in in Aquamarine. So me calling her a young girl was accurate. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she is awakened in the woods and she is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. She, she sits up and sees a woman who's kind of crouched over by a river and also with a gag in her mouth. And she is pulling the pin off of what looks like a name tag or something like that. And she uses her hair to impart it with some static electricity so she can place it on a leaf in the water and it will point to due north. Say what you will about dumb Southerners. 
but they can make a compass out of a name tag on a leaf. And I have never even started a fire in my life without one of those big, long candle lighters. You're goddamn right. Oh. That's right. Listen, I'm from the South. We can be crafty when necessary. Okay. I'm not a Southerner, and I can also do all that. And I've well, started oh. a fire without any kind of. You know what? Well, I can't. Okay. You know, I'm an indoor man. But Dave, you don't even know what Homestar Runner is, okay? So <laughs> That's true, I guess. You know, to each their own, I suppose. We all have our strengths, okay? <laughs> so this woman kind of looks at Emma Roberts, acknowledges that she is there, but then looks back down at her pin, sees where it's pointing, and off she goes. No care about anyone else around her. That's how you're going to survive. I mean, I guess that's it. If you're in that kind of situation, like no dead weight, you know? Yep. Get rid of all those all those young children that are causing problems. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them, fuck them kids. <laughs> so this girl uh, starts to, Emma Roberts, starts to, to get up and kind of walk around, figure out where the hell she's at and what's going on. She comes across a, a number of other gaggies, which are people who are gagged. Wow. Sure. Is what I've decided. Mm -hmm. They're all kind of walking out into a field. So she kind of follows. In the middle of the field, there is a big box with a crowbar leaning up against it, just kind of like begging to be opened, you know? It's Damon's signature plot device, Mystery Box. This is what Damon does best. And I think I think it's a mystery boxes. He knows that people make fun of him for mm -hmm. for doing mystery box shows. So he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna put a big mystery box right in the middle of the field. Another box. Yep. Well, yeah. So they're all kind of afraid of it. One guy is deciding he wants to open it, but everyone else is like, yeah, it's the, one of the, one of the big guys. He's like a big trucker looking dude. He's like trap. <laughs> no, all he says is trap, which I found amusing. <laughs> it's he not even, that. it's a trap. It's just trap. <laughs> But he says it with the gag in his mouth, so you can't really understand him. So I didn't catch it until the second one. I just thought he was going like, no. That's what but I he said trap, I think. Okay. I don't know. He did. I, <laughs> close, yeah. I had the closed caption on. Ah, it was trap. Okay, okay perfect. <laughs> the guy with the crowbar is like, I don't, I don't care. Everyone starts kind of backing away and running away after he yelled trap. But this guy is, is going for it. So he opens it up. And we assume that something terrible or crazy is going to come out of it. And instead, a small pig comes running out that is dressed up somehow it's just dressed up i can't really describe how it was dressed it's just dressed yeah it was going too quick for me to see its clothes well it that would have been a wrap for me if i was there i don't care if i was ball gagged and whatnot if a little pig small pig and small pig clothes run out i'd be like okay i've seen it all i'm fine <laughs> Take me, Democrats. Take me, take yeah. me, liberals. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to be libo, old libbed, or whatever they say, like owned by the libs. <laughs> so as everyone is kind of walking up to this box and wondering what the hell's going on, our gentleman who opened it figures out that there is a giant rack of weapons inside and he rolls it out the side and it's got, you know, knives and machine guns and handguns and size which are those three-pronged things that Raphael uses That's in Teenage Mutant right. Ninja Turtles. Yay! <laughs> Emma Roberts finds an envelope on the back of the, the piece that our gentleman removed from the box, and it does have the keys to their gags. So she is able to start that process. They pass it in line, and no one is gagged anymore, which is nice, because I would imagine that that is shitty unless you're having sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Not like I know, but... So I... <laughs> I don't know why I thought about this, but I, so I know she finds the key. But do you think that she could have cut the strap by by getting a tree branch up in there in between mm. the neck? No, and baby, the thing? not the, like, ball gags are foolproof. Okay, okay. you're not getting mm -hmm. in that. You're not yeah, there. they're made to be untamperable. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay, they probably could use one of the knives in the box, but yeah. not that a tree too. branch. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, one of the weapons, yes, not a creepy. So. Yeah, there's like a bunch of knives in there, and she's like just like rubbing her neck against a, the side of a tree, just trying to fucking get her like a hungry bear. The the hot brother from This Is Us walks up and is like, yeah. "Hey, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin." From the oh, that's okay. Michael was feeling inspired by seeing Crystal make the like dousing leave, and mm -hmm. right. he's right. trying he's right. trying yeah. to be that's, southern, that's and he just can't true. figure out how to do it. It's fine. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> Ike Barinholtz is here. Who knows why? He's like Barinholtz, I guess. That's why. Mm -hmm. But also, as I mentioned, the, the hot brother from This Is Us is here as well. So that's exciting. Also known as Adam Newman on The Young and the Restless. That's Ooh. how I know him. Okay. All right. All right. 
So everyone in this uh, starts to get geared up and gets their gags removed. Everyone's got guns. Emma Roberts starts to turn away a gun at first, and then the guy's like, you got a finger? Can I do Can I do this? And he's doing this, like, the trigger gesture. She's like, uh, yeah. He's like, then you can fire a gun. It's like, okay, man, like, this guy's too much for me. But the hot hot brother teaches uh, teaches her how to use a gun, which is very nice of him. Uh, that's that's cool. You know what I just thought about? This is stupid, but perfect. <laughs> well, no, I literally just thought about this in the moment. But like, isn't it ironic that these liberals gave these conservative people guns without doing any background checks or anything? Seems like an antithesis to their normal prerogative. Wow. Mm. You know what? That's actually a very good deep thought right there, Michael. Yeah. Right? No. Nope. That wasn't it stupid. Is. That was a good thought. It's a turtle hump in a boot is what that was. <laughs> that was just a turtle hump in a boot. No, but I, I really think, though, like, a, I think a lot of it is we see these people that are liberals, but they're they're also like, I'm rich and I'm eating caviar. Like, they're doing all kinds of things that are hypocritical to their normal cause. Yeah, I and say. I don't I don't want to say too much, but, like, this particular set of liberals are really fucking stupid. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I think that's, I mean, that's the whole point of the satire, right, is kind of flipping the, the yeah, roles well, yeah. a little bit. But shots start to come down from a blind that is at the end of this field as they're all getting geared up. Uh, Emma Roberts ducks to miss the first shot. And just as she's about to say, wow, that just missed me, she gets her head blown off. So that was cool. That was yeah. awesome. It really that's it for Emma Roberts. Yep. That I loved. Yeah. When, because it was just like I talked about recently in, in A Quiet Place. Like if you start right. your movie out by blowing Ebba Roberts' head off in the first fifteen minutes, you've just you've given yourself so much stakes runway. Yeah, for me. I, yeah, I always find that when you take like a famous person that you think like, oh, they're going to be in like a decent chunk of this movie, and then like they're in like five minutes of it, and it's like, oh, okay, it's it's I one mean, of these movies, huh? Yeah. Drew Barrymore scream. I was just gonna say, yep, I'm pretty yep. sure Scream yeah. invented this, so I think so. Mm. Props to Scream, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, so uh, so Hot Brother is stunned at first and then uh, decides he's got to try and get his stuff figured out. So he hides behind the, the boxes in the middle of the field. We see another girl who is hiding inside the box. She's wearing what looked to be bargain brand Uggs. And she is wearing skinny jeans and a shirt that says dead sexy. Airbrush <laughs> at that. <laughs> yeah. I think she's like in the cast list. She's literally credited as dead sexy yes, is just is. the name it puts which is really great but uh, a man who is dual wielding some machine guns and running through the field just shooting blindly at this <laughs> this like hill and that's yards and yards away and he immediately dies it's like this like little short snippet of a of the movie that like had no purpose at all other than just being like what the fuck just happened exactly <laughs> and then dead sexy decides that she's gonna run for the woods <laughs> and she makes it but right as she gets to the woods she falls just into a pit and then starts screaming for help so hot brother being the hot brother that he is has to go run and save her so he goes running across the field, also makes it across the field, surprisingly. And we find that Dead Sexy has fallen into a pit of two foot tall spikes and she is impaled through the chest and through the leg. Well, at least we solved who Pit Girl from Yellow Jackets is. Oh, <laughs> burn out, burn out. Yep. <laughs> Mystery solved. I LOL'd at I fell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So she yells that she fell. Yeah. We got it. Then she does tell Hot Brother that tomorrow is her birthday and she's going to eat a whole pie. <laughs> I eat that every day. So go all with your bad self, Big Sexy or whatever her name is. Yeah. <laughs> big, big Sexy. sexy. <laughs> I like Big Sexy. So he decides that he's going to try and help her. So he lifts her off yelling, happy birthday, as he pulls her off the spikes. She is somehow still alive and functioning, although kind no. of like impossible, slowly hobbling. So he's trying to help her. And as they run into the woods... You hear a click, and we realize that he has stepped on a landmine, and then kaboom. We see her legs just go fucking flying. Yeah. And then we cut back to her legless back in the pit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stabbed again. I'm sorry. Which is oh, pretty so funny. Good. It's so good. <laughs> Th this part was pretty good. So then... Ike Barinholtz finally comes out of the woods to try and help. He he finds her. She asks him to shoot her just to put her out of her misery because obviously she's not getting far. He won't. So she steals his gun from him, calls him a snowflake, and then shoots herself. <laughs> this is the best. 
best sequence. Like this whole thing. Like not only from seeing her impaled the first time to her legs flying to then just a torso still talking and still having the cup to the call somebody a snowflake. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. But good news is, is that she is dead and she is even sexier without legs. Snowflake is such a dumb insult too. Like snowflakes are water and water is the best thing in the world. So, like, what weird line of logic was that? (laughs) What do you mean? It's the perfect line of logic. You're out of control today. You're out of control. Water is amazing. Yeah, but no, seriously, the fact that not only did we get Emma Roberts blowing her head off, but then we got Kevin from This Is Us smithereening himself with a landmine literally 45 seconds later. Lindelof loves killing people right away to get that shitty everybody (laughs) is safe sitcom schlock out of here yeah i love it i really love it that's honestly the thing that drew me to lost in the first place it 100 is like i was like everybody else my parents and brother watched lost before me and i was like, i don't watch this stupid show and then there was just like these big characters dying and like actually i like i love this show and i want to watch all of it forever so what I you're saying it. is all roads lead to lost i think he's been saying that since well, what? I, did you guys start this 2020 true. Oh, yep. yeah. That's Since true. day one. <laughs> well, I'm such a snowflake. What was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that the hot brother from from This Is Us and Emma Roberts have now died and Ike Barinholtz is still alive is absolutely ridiculous. But he is. He runs away from this pit as he starts to get shot at again, jumps over a kind of a berm to protect himself. And that was the end of our first 15 minutes. Berm. It's a berm. Okay. Well, <laughs> thankfully, the last 15 minutes is a lot less eventful. I think this will be a quicker recap. So it begins at one hour, 10 minutes and 12 seconds. And it opens with Hillary Swank and Crystal, that's the compass lady, in a kitchen in kind of a standoff, if you will. Now, the first bit of dialogue that they have is almost ripped directly from a season one episode of Lost. I know I'm talking about Lost a lot, but it's, I mean, it's the creator. So in Lost, John Locke talking to Jack, and it's one of my favorite Lost quotes. He says, crazy people don't know they're going crazy. They think they're getting saner. And here, Hillary says, I know I'm crazy. And if you know you're crazy, then you're not crazy. Literally the same exact sentiment. Hmm. And, and I love, I've always, it's always stuck with me. Very logical, actually, if you stop and think about it. Yeah, if any of our listeners have listened to anything Michael's ever said, they know. <laughs> they they know. know what a philosopher he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> They also know how crazy is. So. Thank you for coming to this edition of Lost Quotes with Michael. <laughs> My favorite. So Crystal asks, who am I? Which launches Athena into a lengthy tirade. Sorry, what did Crystal say? Uh, I, I wasn't I? just going to let it go. Who am I? No, I like I like when you, when you try to pretend you're Southern yeah. in front of someone who's actually Southern. Yeah, I was just going to let it. It's great. Can you do it again? Who am I? Oh, perfect. Oh, I love the crack at the end. It was even better. (laughs) So her tirade here is one about the poor white trash that she thinks Crystal is. Two about how Gruyere is better in grilled cheese than cheddar. Agreed. I agree with her. Yeah, I agree with her. And three, how this whole hunting and killing rednecks wasn't actually happening until Crystal and other hillbilly whistleblowers called them out for it so then athena and her lib shits made it true if that sounds confusing i agree that it is very confusing and i i don't know that i fully followed what the fuck she was saying that's fair yeah i would agree with that because part of that kind of feels like that would mean that this is the first time that this has happened but if they were talking about it in the texts it makes it sound like it's been a more long-term thing so it was very confusing for me as well but also she's like excusing it being like this never was never a thing you made it be a thing but but you made it be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Yeah. I think she's saying like I think she's trying to say that like she was just so annoyed by this person saying that this is what she was doing. Well, she was like, well, why don't I just fucking do it then? Yeah. Like if if people think I'm doing it, then why not do it? Correct. But that still makes her fucking insane. Exactly. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And I think that's the major theme of this movie. It's everybody sucks. Everybody yes. sucks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Liberals suck, conservatives suck, Democrats suck, Republicans blow. There's idiots everywhere. Yeah, Everybody exactly. sucks. That's, yep. that's that's the movie. Mm-hmm. It's because they're all hypocrites. That's what it is. Exactly. All of them. All Everyone is hypocrites. Well, and I, I think especially like 
a point being made here too is once you get to a certain level of wealth, you are very disconnected. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another point there. 100%. But I promised myself I wouldn't get too political. So let's go forth. Crystal says that she's not who Athena thinks she is. There's another Crystal with her last name and a differently spelled middle name. I still don't know if I believe her or not. Oh, that's common in the South. I have three Mm. cousins named Melissa with the same, my same maiden last name. We recycle names and families. Middle name, sure, stretch maybe. But for there to at least be like, oh, I got the wrong person. Sorry, didn't mean to call you. Or like rumor goes around and you're like, that's the other Melissa. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying it's not plausible. I just don't know if I believe her. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Let me ask you this, and you don't have to give me the answer to not spoil us, but can you say, having watched the full movie, if you know 100% that she is not the right crystal? No, I don't think okay. so. So, it's, so no. it's up for interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. which is our favorite thing from Mr. Lindelof, right? Classic. Okay. I like it. <laughs> so after Crystal starts talking shit about the Beethoven playing in the background, even though it was Mozart, <laughs> Rube, she lunges at Athena. <laughs> Hillbilly. <laughs> Get your classical music correct. God, yeah, so cultured. <laughs> but side note, it's piano concerto number 23 by Mozart that's playing. And Damon is a huge fan of the number 23. That was Jack's mm-hmm. number in Lost. Hashtag Lost Nerd. How many Shazam attempts did it take to get that? None. Just turn just on your subtitles. You, oh, well, you just Googled it. <laughs> okay. You're, you're talking like you knew that this was Mozart. And it, yeah. I hate classical Jesus. music. Classical music is the fucking worst. <laughs> worse than jazz. So anyway, these women literally, and I mean literally, fight for the next five minutes. Five minutes of nonstop girl-on-girl crime. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> now, have y'all watched Watchmen? I have to ask that yes. before. Okay. Yeah. So I love. I haven't, it. but it's fine. Well, that's okay. I'm not really gonna give anything away, other than I love this because it really made me feel like Watchmen when we would have the fight scenes in Watchmen because they would go on yeah. for as long as they did, but they would be done so masterfully or whatever. You know what I mean? And so I just, oh gosh, like. Any of his fight scenes, I absolutely adore. They're my all-time favorite things. So Yeah, very, very good. So I'm not going to go beat for beat here because that would be silly. So I'm just going to to bang on the highlights here. Feel free to stop me at any point. But they use, to fight each other, knives, frying pans, their legs, a vase full of flowers, hanging lights. Oh, the sound design of the yeah. sound that the light made when it cracks her forehead <laughs> is so good. Yeah. Very good. Their fists, kitchen islands, a gas torch, some shelves. It's a butane torch. That's what you would use to make a creme Whatever. brulee, if you will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please go mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bluetooth speaker that was playing the Mozart, the top of a food processor, the bottle of that quarter mill Russian salvage champagne that Athena dives to save because money is way more important than life, no matter Correct. political affiliation. Some logs on fire, a rifle, which Athena eventually tries to pinch Crystal's arm with. <laughs> which was <laughs> great, great, too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. The stairs, a weird rope hanging from the ceiling, more knives, a red scarf, a lamp, a big glass window. They take a breath break after that one, which was also <laughs> no pretty glass. great. more glass. No more glass. <laughs> There's a lot of rope-based art in this home. Mm-hmm. They use their own heads, a meat thermometer, and then what finally severely injures Crystal and then presumably kills Athena, a blender blade. So, you know what? Shove your green juice right up your ass. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, while they're laying on the kitchen floor bleeding, they have a conversation about Animal Farm, the, the famous book about political allegory. Athena can't believe that a Dumbo redneck like Crystal read it and then asks again if she is the right crystal, which Crystal again denies. Still don't know if I believe her. But with her dying breath, Athena gets out a whoops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. So the animal farm point or reference, I think is the big point of the movie, right? Like the thing about Snowball in the book is that Snowball believes in his cause so much that it basically drives him insane. And that I think is both sides of the political spectrum. And that's why it's so maddening. Like I am in, I'm in a liberal state, Massachusetts. So I tend to see more of the liberal side of things. 
And I just think it's so laughable how hypocritical and myopic everybody is like, I can't believe Trump was our president. Do you hear how he talks to people and, and the names he calls people? He's such an orange twat and I hope he dies in a fire. Like, do you do you realize that what you're do you're just everyone is so hypocritical. I don't like anybody that derives their life decisions based on politics. That's yeah. it. That's all I want to say. That's all I want to say. Agreed. If your values are defined by what you believe your party to be, mm-hmm. then you're not actually really thinking for yourself. And that is extremely detrimental. Also, read banned books. I mean, Animal Farm yep. is a banned book, and there's a reason yep. why. So there you go. Well, that should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> yep. Interesting. Read, read banned books, please. Yeah. In fact, read only banned books. Like, yes, I feel I like agree. you'll get <laughs> what a fun book club. Read banned books and don't read any of those. Yeah, yeah the ban- banned books, the banned book club. Books. Yeah. Banned books. All right. No more political talk. So, anyway, as Hillary Swink dies, Crystal sees a bunny in the kitchen. What is this? Outlander? What does it mean? What does it mean? There's a question about <laughs> classic, it. Classic, classic bunny in the kitchen. That was Outlander. Yep. I mean, it uh, wasn't in a kitchen, but well, yes. Yeah, but a dying person or a near-death person saw a bunny. Mm-hmm. What does it mean, though? Is that she's happy to be alive? That's what I'm thinking. Oh, That's what I'm good thinking. one. I love it. Turtle fucker. You're a turtle fucker. That's what <laughs> you are. That's what I'm going to call you every time you make other. one of those terrible jokes. <laughs> so Dusty Springfield starts up as Crystal pulls herself up and mows down on a grilled cheese. She uses the creme brulee torch to cauterize her belly wound and then raids Athena's closet. She's all dressed up in a little black dress. I believe those same eyeball piercing heels and even snags the too expensive champagne bottle. You're making faces like you don't know if they're the same heels. Oh, I oh, no. like that I, observation. I didn't I even think about are. it. But. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm fairly certain. They got blood on them. So. Yeah, but she is all bruised up under her fancy clothes. She looks like what? You know, never mind. I, I never mind. Never mind. You're going to make a bad domestic violence joke, yeah, I was weren't gonna make you? an insensitive Rihanna mm-hmm. Grammys joke. So anyway, it was really bad. So anyway, now that we <laughs> moved past that gracefully. I think you're growing as a person. Oh. Yeah, which I thought would never happen. <laughs> Crystal gets to Athena's private jet, gun in tow, and forces the pilot to fly her away. While the plane is getting ready, she forces the flight attendant, the same one from the first 15, to eat caviar with her. She starts gulping down the special champagne right from the bottle, and when the attendant asks her how it is, she responds, it's fucking great. And then smash cut to title card, the end. Very interesting ending. It It just ended before I was ready for it to end. Yeah. Well, those are the two ends. Now, before we get into the perfect questions that Jasmine and Mel's created for us, let us get into a center commercial. Today's episode is brought to you by the Tea and Gemstones podcast. Did it just get sparkly in here, Michael? If bling bling is your thing thing, we have a podcast for you. The Tea and Gemstones podcast just started its second season a few weeks ago, and you should be listening. Join Jen every Tuesday as she gives listeners the dirt on anything and everything precious metals and gemstones. I'm talking gold. I'm talking diamonds. I'm talking her favorite rubies. Let's face it. Everybody is obsessed with this stuff. From eight-year-olds playing Minecraft, trying to dig it up, to Rose from Titanic throwing the heart of the ocean into the sea to try and make peace with the fact that she's sacrificed Leonardo DiCaprio. It doesn't matter how old you are. Sparkly things are where it's at. And as she puts it, Jen wants the show to be like auditory sweatpants. And we're into that. What I love most about Jen is that she approaches everything from a smart perspective. She focuses on the history and the science of it all, which really brings it all to life. One of my favorite episodes is about watches. Are they jewelry? I'm not going to spoil it. Check it out for yourself. But whether she's diving deep on crazy gem heists, bringing it back to the old royal days, or exploring the science of diamond colors, you know you're going to have a sparkly good time. And did I mention that she looks like Nellie from The Office if Nellie was actually cool and pretty? So head to the show notes, click the link, and go check out an episode or seven of Tea and Gemstones, wherever you find podcasts. And tell her Michael and Dave sent you. All right, Michael, I have been looking for diamonds in this cave for an eternity. Can we please just talk about something else? Yeah, like what the people should be doing. Checking out our social media, Instagram and TikTok. Oh, my God. It's all so great. There's so many fun things on there. You could hit up Facebook as well or Twitter or whatever whatever your steez is, you know? But mostly Instagram and TikTok. They're the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And if you have feedback, send it to thecentercutcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'd love to hear your voice and a voice message sent to podinbox.com slash thecentercut. Yes, please. Mm. That's the noise I make when I listen to your voice messages. Mm. Same. Thank you. Bye. All right. I am ready. Everybody knows I'm going to win. David, you even said I'm probably going to win. So Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think you probably will. To be completely honest, these questions uh, definitely were much harder than normal. So we may get lucky, but also I guess they were harder for you too. So we'll see. Yeah, you haven't heard my answers yet. So all right. Mm, that's true. Oh, Jasmine so and Mel's, are you ready? Yeah, let's let the hunt begin. Let the games begin. All right, question one. There are 12 human targets. How many of them survive the initial round of Mannergate? Okay, so we see on film with our own eyes, five of them die. We see Emma Watson. We see Kevin from This Is Us. We see the dude who runs across the field and gets riddled with bullets. We see Pit Girl. Assuming Dead Sexy is, in fact, dead. She's dead. We don't know. She's dead. You never know. She's a survivor. I also counted the big dude on the plane, and that is assuming that he's part of the 12 and the hunters didn't take a baker's dozen of people. You think maybe they brought like a... like A uh, a baker's dozen. Yeah, they took one yeah. in case they lose one. Like an alternate. Like, a, like an extra is just like, a, in case something happens to one of the other ones, like we have an extra to throw in. have an in. understudy. Yeah. 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 You're off the bench, bud. Get yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that he was part of the 12. So again, that's... Five out of 12. So the max answer is seven. And the least amount it could be is two, since we know that Crystal makes it. And judging by your questions, Dawn makes it past this first section between two and seven. So we have a one in six chance, which is wow, like a lot of, almost, a lot of extra just balls out math here, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so we have like an 18% roughly chance of getting this right. And I guess to be clear, the initial round, I think, is when they get to the tree line or whatever after that first barrage of gunfire. That's my guess of what the first. What? Round. Okay. So anyway, all of that said, I'm going to go with six. I think it's a nice even number and ex- it would make exactly half of our original crew. So I'm going with six. Can I ask the uh, the questioners if this is going to be a Price is Right style or a closest to the pin style answer? Hmm. Okay. What do you think, Mel's? You ask this question. You decide. Oh, great. Let's do a Price is Right answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm, feeling, okay. I'm feeling frisky. Come on down, Dave. Based on the questions, I actually assume that the gas station scene are part of the not the initial round. And therefore, based on your questions, there are at least three, but probably four people that are alive. And if we're playing pl- Price is Right, then my smartest answer would be four, because if I'm lower than Michael, I win. I like the strategy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta go ahead. It was six. Yeah. yeah. I love nice. your deliberation on how you were going to answer after Michael had already gotten it correct. <laughs> well, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> that's Great. why it was hard. I was like, shit, he's already gotten it. So it just got lucky. What Dave says. I tried to put some thought into it. Yeah, we got to talk about the names of these survivors for one second, though, because this is very important, obviously. We got Stat Dallin. We got Vanilla Nice. All right. <laughs> we got Big Red, Gary, Dawn, and Crystal. So... I would assume Big Red has to be the woman with like the Joe Dirtest mullet that I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Just the one that was like hanging out at the tree lines mm-hmm. like most of the time. We had just like that most intense mullet. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. One for one, David. I'm off to a great start. Yeah, uh, you usually are. I'm sorry, Dave. That really broke my heart because you know you and I are the bonded ones out of this foursome. So that really. <laughs> yeah, I wow. think so. So if you need to in the future, the you can just lie. Of the group oh, is what you're okay. to Yeah, they are the nerds the of the backpack group. Backpack latchers. Function over fashion. We can continue. Okay, fashion Jesus over Christ. function number two. Question number two. Three of the hunted make it to a gas station, which turns out to be a trap run by the hunters. Trap. How do they discover it's a trap? <laughs> I think that one of the fake owners of this gas station screws up one of their scripted lines, and that's how they figure out that it's a trap. Mm. Let me ask this. I'm pretty certain, but this is a non-chain gas station, right? 
Like we're not. It's not like Cumberland Farms or it's like Seven Eleven. Uh, mom and pops, I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's just a Seven Eleven. They get they yeah. go in, they get Slurpees, and then they get murdered. Okay, so, so I was right. So my answer then, based on the fact that it's a non-chain gas station, they find out it's a trap because there's no glass case full of multicolored weed pipes, a staple of all non-chain gas stations everywhere. <laughs> I'm not even trying to stereotype, but anecdotally. True. A hundred percent of the gas stations I've gone to that have South Asian cashiers also have a case of weed paraphernalia right by the front. It never fails. They don't necessarily always have South Asian cashiers, no, no. but they no, do I'm, always have the weed pipe case. I'm saying I agree the, with that. The gas stations huh. that have South Asian cashiers, a hundred percent of the time, have had a weed glass case. Oh, I'm. I see what you're saying. So yeah. you're saying there's a direct causality, correct, between the ethnicity of the cashier. <laughs> And the presence of a glass case with weed paraphernalia. Just anecdotally, in my life, I'm not saying I'm not generalizing. Saying that yeah. is, I mean, it sounds a little bit like you're generalizing, but that's fine. All right. Anyway. Well, any Canadian that's listening is going to have to let me know if that's a thing here that I just haven't noticed because I don't I don't know if that's translated okay. across well, the it's, border. It's a U.S. thing for sure. Uh, but anyway, it just depends yeah. on the yeah. income and the areas that you live. It, that's that true. I live in a poor area. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. That's fair. But anyway, <laughs> that's my actual answer. I really think it's that because I doubt it's something like lame, like they try to pump gas and only dust comes out like that. No. So that, that's my guess. It's non-gas stationy in the gas station. Well, I'm going to give some gold stars for creativity, but neither of you <laughs> got it correct. Okay. So what happens is they are just, they're trying to make a phone call, figure out where they are, get the police there. And Big Red helps herself to some donuts that wind up being poisoned. Ooh. Oh, poisoned donuts. Clever. Cut. That's how Michael's going to die one of these days. <laughs> All right. One nothing. One nothing, and there's five survivors. Okay, let's go. When Ma, one of the fake gas station owners, sees a wedding ring on one of her victims, how does her husband, Pa, console her? I think that he cuts off the person's hand, steals the ring, and does a mock proposal to her and gives her that ring, and then he slaps her ass like she's a football teammate. Okay. <laughs> I like wow. it. Man, oh man. I think he, he turns to her and says, don't worry, sweetie. They're just conservatives. Ooh. I actually okay. like the answer. I'm going to be controversial yet brave. I'm giving this one actually to Dave. What? I, well, I, I think we could give him a half point, maybe. At least a half point. Because what what actually happens, which I feel like this goes hand in hand, uh, is yeah. that Pa says, oh, well, they probably publicly use the N-word on Twitter. <laughs> which, <laughs> like I said, I feel like, you, you without nailing it on the head, I you got pretty close. I got the yeah. spirit of the question. Is like, don't worry, so. these people are shitty. Exactly. Yeah, like is what he was trying exactly. to say to her. Yeah, yeah, I I agree that you should get a half a point. Okay, we'll give you a half one there and then. Half well, no one cares, Michael. But <laughs> thanks for the vote of confidence. I suppose. <laughs> All right, that was that was pretty impressive, Dave. One to one yeah, to a half. Good. Okay, next one. Crystal eventually makes her way to the gas station as well and buys cigarettes. How does this purchase help her discover that the place is a trap? Trap. Trap. <laughs> I think uh, she starts to question it when the, the old lady behind the counter asks for her ID. Okay. Don't know. Hard so, questions. Yeah. I think that the by the time Crystal gets there, I think the gas station is abandoned at that point. And so I think she's helping herself. And I think all the cigarette boxes are just dummy boxes. Like I think she grabs a box and it's empty. Then she grabs more, and they're all empty, so she just angrily shoves them all off the shelf in disgust, and then she Fs off out of there because she realizes it's part of the hunting ground. Gotcha, and then you just think that they would purposefully put in the question that she buys cigarettes when no one is in the place to accept her money or she, take any payment. She wouldn't just steal them. She, she puts a $5 bill in the till. Well, I ah. like that you think that we were trying to fuck with you like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I appreciate yeah. that. So He doesn't trust anyone. More gold. Dave, I know. Yeah. Mm. I know. We know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More gold stars for creativity, but <laughs> neither of you are correct. So she buys the cigarettes, and then she also asks, "What state are we in?" They tell her that she's in Arkansas, and then she does a like a double take on the amount of change that she gets back, and she's like, "You fucked up, bitch. That's not how much cigarettes cost in Arkansas." That's right. <laughs> oh my god, cigarettes are six bucks in Arkansas. Like I'm telling you, it's like, such a it's good great. moment, though. It you is, fucked up, bitch. <laughs> That's pr that's pretty great. That's pretty solid. I haven't been able to apologize in person, Jasmine, so I am sorry for not trusting <laughs> you about your celebrity boyfriend. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> you are forgiven. We'll take it. Well, I'm sorry I shouldn't speak for Dave. 
I'll take it. I am still looking for a picture. I know I have a picture from a birthday party. I'm going to find it, and I'm going to give you that physical proof that you okay. need. Yeah, I do. Or why can't but just good faith on good, I'd like taking someone's word be the answer to all. I'm mm-hmm. Canadian. Nope. We don't Impossible. lie. I believe you. I don't even need proof. <laughs> Your that boyfriend, what's his name again? Jake. Um, Jake Epstein. Jake Epstein. Yes. I thought you were like trying to get me in a gotcha, bitch. You no, know no, 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 gotcha. <laughs> I feel like the people should know that we have royalty on our show. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jake calls six dollars in Arkansas. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Like the gas station owners, two of the other hunters are in disguise to try and trick the hunted. What other roles do they play? So it's got to be some kind of profession that is stereotypically held by working class conservatives, kind of like an old gas station owner, for instance. So I'm going to go with truck drivers. The gas station is presumably on a road. So I think the the trucks, quote unquote, see the people hitchhiking, even though they knew they were going to be there, and they offer to help them. And one or two of the hunted are dumb enough to fall for it, and they get mauled by the truckers. I agree with you that that it would be something that they would typically hold as a position. So actually, trucker was one of my answers. But I'm not going to say both of them. I want to say one of them is a trucker and the other one is a mechanic that works at the gas station. Mm. Ooh. Okay, more, go- more gold stars. They were actually, one was a refugee. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the other one was an ambassador. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Like an ambassador for the U.S. Yeah. Right, right. As you were reading that question out, I was like, oh, this is actually very hard. Yeah. Like yeah. the answers you guys gave were pretty good for. They're pretty good. Yeah. 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 I w- literally would have been like the 500th thing I would have guessed. <laughs> That's okay. Nowhere on my radar. We're here to shake it up. Like, I don't know if you made a note of this in your recap of the final 15, but we do find out where this is actually taking place. What is it? Like Croatia or something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so. All right. Just wanted to make sure that was out there. But all right. Next question. So why is Don so confused by the pig that came out of the crate at the beginning? I think he recognizes it as a pig from his own personal farm. I'm not too far off. Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm the opposite of you on this one. So stay with me on, on my answer here. Oh, I love these when he tells us to stay Same. with them. They're always <laughs> now it's wild. It's sort of hinted at in the discussion at the end that Don may have actually been a hunter in disguise. Whether or not that's true or not, I, that I don't know. But I am going to take this as a trick question. And I think that he makes a comment as a dig at the other hillbillies like, wait, a gorsh. <laughs> He's goofy all of a sudden. <laughs> gorsh. Gosh! <laughs> Wait a gosh darn minute! You people kidnapped my girlfriend too? I thought she was still at home. Like he's saying, like the pig is his girlfriend. So he's not actually confused. Mm-hmm. It's a joke that he's making to make fun of all the other hunted people because he's not actually the hunted. Mm-hmm. I actually original part of my answer was that he was a hunter, and it was like the pig wasn't supposed to be there, so he was confused by it when it came out. So my answer is not crazy, but is what you're saying? Could be. No, these are great answers, but you guys overthought it. It's just that he thinks all libs are vegans. Uh, Are you seeing the through line here with our answers (laughs) that we're giving you? Like, it is very base level when it comes Mm. to both sides of the, or both parties involved in what's happening in this movie. (laughs) Okay. All right. One to a half. (laughs) This might be our final score. It's going to be like a game of soccer. All right. How does Glenn Howerton's character die, and what is the last thing he sees? I think Crystal fucks his shit up, and he was a dick the whole time. Like, the the little snippet we saw of him at the beginning, he was a huge dick. So right before she kills him, she says, kiss my ass, you dick. And then from his point of view, you see her bending over in his face like, plant one on me, big boy. And you, like, listen, you see her make that compass. You see her jiggle her butt in that black dress at the end. She'd be raunchy. She'd be raunchy. So yeah, that's my answer. She'd be raunchy. <laughs> that's the name of this episode. It's a good quote. <laughs> I think Ike Barinholtz stabs him with one of those sighs. No one grabbed one of those in the beginning. He made his way back out to the field and grabbed one off the cart. And uh, I think the last thing he sees as he is dying is one of those expensive bottles of champagne. Mm. Ooh. I like that, David. Again, these are great, but 
No. Well, I wonder. Well, should actually, Michael, get Michael half? should get a half. Yes. Yeah. Michael should get a half. Yeah. So oh. it is Crystal. So she slits his throat. But the last thing he sees is Don holding the pig in a shirt. <laughs> like a new shirt or the one that the, it was wearing? Oh, in the no. First place? Totally new outfit. I think it's a new outfit for the pig. It's yeah. Definitely a new outfit. Yeah. Uh, so this might spoil answers, and if you can't answer, then then fine. But how did Don come across the pig, and why is it wearing a different outfit than it was previously? Did he change it, or it was just in a different outfit? Or you gotta watch the middle, watch okay. the middle. <laughs> Fair. It's our new theme song. Yep. We well, imagine if we do that, we just cut that <laughs> clip, and that's our new. Let's <laughs> see what I can do. <laughs> All right, David. Well, it's one and a half to half. Yep. All right. Well, you still have time. So the next question is, how does Don die? I actually put that he tries to catch the pig, but it sounds like he did, in fact, catch the pig. He gets within a specific radius of something, and it explodes in his arms, and he dies. The pig explodes? I mean, Ooh. he like the, the pig was rigged. Like, ah. It was rigged a rig. Rigged pig. Okay. Rigged mm-hmm. pig in a rig. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think that he turns on Crystal when it's I think they're the final two left now either because he's a hunter in disguise which we still don't know or he thinks that she is a hunter in disguise he he turns on her for that but anyway no matter what they tussle they roll around and stuff but eventually crystal manages to get the upper hand because Don is large and winded and she smashes his head on a rock a la what Desmond did to Inman hashtag lost hashtag lost hashtag this answer is lost <laughs> well, well, I do. I feel like another half point is warranted because Four. Crystal shoots him after being convinced that he is one of the hunters. So that's it's not half- smashing is he the one head of the hunters, of or well, they've just convinced her that she is that he is. Doesn't matter. I said do we not matter, know? He, I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm not. We I don't, don't know. know. We really don't. Oh, know. Interesting. So yeah, oh. unknown. Two to a half, David. I think that is insurmountable at this point. We'll see. What's the first thing Athena says to Crystal when she enters the manor? Well, well, well. If it isn't the wicked bitch of the South. Looks like you're not in Kansas anymore, Borothy. <laughs> Borothy! Lindelof has made Wizard of Oz references before, so I wouldn't put it past him. Borothy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just think she tur- She like opens a door and it's Crystal and she says, this should be fun. Okay, I can't even give... <laughs> It's okay. Those are great, great answers, y'all. So basically, she can't believe how many people have lived their whole lives not knowing how to properly slice a tomato, which is with a bread knife, not a serrated knife. So the, the whole... <laughs> That's what she tells her when she, like... First thing. Through line. Through she's line. not wrong. I know. She's <laughs> technically not. She's really not. So she's just talking to so the whole, like, thing with them, and she's just telling her how to make a really good grilled cheese? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's it was like life. a little Quentin Tarantino you know, scary. but all right. Well, we like grilled cheeses here at the Center Cut, so I guess mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. Okay. Did you learn anything in this episode, Michael? That I need to have I need to pay someone to make me grilled cheeses, yes. <laughs> okay. So you didn't learn how to make a grilled cheese, just that you need to have someone else do it for you. Yes. I feel like you got a lot of tips about making grilled cheese. Yeah. You could probably do it. Kind of all in there. I'm not coordinated enough. But anyway, two to a half, David. Two to a half. Uh Should we make this question worth? If Dave gets this right, it's a tie or something. Like, should we make this question worth more just for fun? Whatever. I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do. Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Michael's trying to be like, now when I win, he's going to be like, it wasn't real. Like, they changed the rules for you. Fake news. All right, we'll decide when we hear the answers, how creative, how close they are. So final question, what's the significance of the rabbit in Athena's kitchen? I did a little research into Animal Farm. I've never actually personally read it, but I actually might because it sounds super interesting. But I will say that from what I found, smaller creatures like rabbits and rats and stuff like that are considered kind of the lowest group of misfits. So I think that essentially it was kind of a way of pointing that although crystal is one of those lower group type people you know she still ultimately survived in the end so she's still there all right i don't hate it bringing it back to animal farm so for me and this may only be a new england and uk thing maybe you two don't even know about this but i i know a lot of people who say rabbit rabbit on the first day of a month because it's supposed to bring luck 
It's this hmm. weird poor person superstition thing. Never heard of that. So it's a people talking to Michael thing. No, no. <laughs> it's a Michael's no. world thing. No. <laughs> it's a Michael's little special no, world no, thing. No. Anyway, so I think Crystal mentions that at some point in the middle of the movie. And then we see this one obviously highlighting her good fortune of surviving the blender blade bifurcation. There had to be some alliteration there. But yeah, it's it's her rabbit rabbit story. And she has good luck. And it feels fucking great to have good luck. Okay. Okay, I feel I like today. Can I just say something here? Yeah, <laughs> I really want to give all the points to Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it. I want to make it double because I'll let Jasmine give the answer. But go right ahead. Wait, I'm confused why you want to make it double because I was going to say like they're both on to something, but they didn't. Neither of them quite got. No, to but it. I feel like Dave's was wi- no. <laughs> Sorry, not to. I'm sorry, not that Michael's is. Yes, Michael's answer was great too. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm going to start saying rabbit Picking rabbit. Picking favors here every month. No, I am. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I love this idea, but I do feel like Dave's was. I felt like it was more in line with the story that we're going to say she was told. So, but it's also wrong. Let me reveal the answer here. So it's because Jack Rabbits always win, and it's a callback what? to a story that Crystal tells Dawn at some point in the movie and it's basically kind of a fucked up version of the tortoise and the hare watching the movie just to hear her tell this story is like almost worth it yeah just for that like it's such a it is such a weird fucked up version of that fable (laughs) yeah it's one that as someone from the south i mean i'm not making jokes about this like this sounded when she told the story that her mother told her i was like i'm wouldn't be surprised if one of my aunts had not told me that same exact story at some point in my life. Like it's yeah, such it a feels southern real version. Yes, of yeah. the tortoise and the hare. Hmm. So I don't know. Like you both kind of circled around some good thematic things there, but I don't know. What if I, we tie it up? What if we just let Dave get? We're just so sweet. We can't let what anyone. We, but he didn't I know. even get it what right. How just let get Dave a point tie it up? No, 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 no. He didn't even get it it's right. It's all right. Let yeah. him let him have it. He yeah. he needs We're it. We're gonna give Dave. It's half like a his point. life. Like I can survive without it, but Michael I can't. can't. Yeah, I can't. So it's still two to one. I win. Two to one. Wow. Thank, thank you, Michael won. Yay! Yeah. Good job, bud. Proud of you. As you prophesized, David. I was really mm-hmm. rooting for you, Dave. <laughs> you like the way I was rigging this election. I mean, yeah, you're doing a great job. Tears. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. Can't rig this election. So that was some good, violent fun, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned at the top, we've been on your show. It's not countless times. It's actually five times, but it, okay. but it's always a treat. And even when we're not on, I am always listening to hear what TV you're into. Spoiler alert, it's usually Twin Peaks, obviously, but... <laughs> No, I, I I really do. I love your insights. I love your trash flags. You have great guests, not just us. And <laughs> I I don't think I could like you two any more than I already do. Oh. Well, I could. You could watch Lost, but you know, whatever. I get it. Uh, <laughs> You're just laying that Gruyere on thick, man. I, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. The, I'm the, here for it. The Gruyere <laughs> is thick in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am one of your Patreon supporters, and yes, uh, yeah. I'm a card-carrying member. Though I, I do have to admit, I don't do the Discord. I tried, but I'm secretly a boomer, so I it's okay. I, okay. Yeah. All right, but yeah. I'm secretly there with you. Don't worry. Okay. We're in a certain okay. age group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, really, really love that we were able to have you back on again. Now, I know you're currently on a summer hiatus of sorts, but when you come back, do you know what's on tap? Or even if you are, where should people be going? What should they be doing? All that fun stuff. Yeah, Mel's. do you want to tease what we are coming back with? Well, oh, oh my gosh, this is the big reveal. I can't believe it. Okay, so we are coming back. Uh, We did so like a... Just to end of the summer, month-long hiatus. So October, we've got a lot of fun things coming up. We are definitely going to be covering uh, Midnight Club, which is coming out soon. And we'll have other things going on, mini-sodes here and there of some things that are a little more 
maybe for the season, right? So Halloween type themed, which is going to be, it's both of our favorite time of the year. So we'd love to do that in October. So that's what we'll be coming back to. And then really after that, we'll just kind of see where the TV world takes us. But the main show that we're going to be coming back to is Midnight Club. So yeah. And then we'll have lots of other stuff going on on our Patreon page. We are relaunching the Patreon in October as well. And we have a brand new tier that we're going to debut. So stay tuned for that. That's exciting. Yeah. Patreon.com slash damn fine TV. You can find us on Instagram at damn fine TV. And I don't know, scream into the void and you might find us as well and you know do all the things Mm -hmm. yeah we don't twat unfortunately we do not twat on the twatters but we don't twat so but thank you for having us yes thank you for having us back it was so good to be here absolutely anytime you guys are the best love it (laughs) ah david I knew going in this episode was going to be great. Yeah, I mean, Jasmine and Mel's are just the fucking best. They delivered, and I'm happy that somehow the universe delivered you to listening to us right now. And it's time for us to deliver our center count score. So much delivery. Someone get UPS on the horn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Center counts. What do we got? Center counts. I'm going to give this a three out of seven. I don't really like it that much. And it's, I mean, it's an interesting premise. I'll give you that. But I don't know. These like weird, overly satirical, but purposefully opposite to satir. It's, I don't know. It's just weird. It's not, it's just not my, it's just not my bag, baby. Yeah. I'm giving it a four out of seven. And and I got to be honest that most of those four points are just on the backs of the creators and forecasting that the middle is good. I didn't care for the heel eyeball. But the Hunger Games on crack in the first 15 was kind of cool. The problem is we really just kind of got screwed with the Betty and Hillary fight at the end, eating up literally like 13 out of our 15 minutes. Yeah, that was a lot. Half of what we watched was just two women fighting. And, you know, as always, I love Lindelof's mixing of humor and violence, which he does a lot in his later works. But bottom line... Like, he could shit in a cup, call it secret orange marmalade, and I'd probably just slurp it up with a smile at this point. Why do you assume that his shit is orange? Or he could just convince you that it's orange, even though it's not orange? Yeah, it just, dude's created two of my top five TV shows ever, and and I didn't actively hate what I saw here, so I'm going to assume that the middle was better, and that's why I'm giving it four points. Hashtag bias. Mm, Apparently. But I'm honest about my bias, and that makes me an adult. (laughs) But still biased. (laughs) Well, here we are, David. We we gave our scores. We're done with Hunt for a little bit, a little bit. But what do we got coming up next? Coming up next, we're going to just decide whether or not Hillary Swank is hot. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. an important conversation that happened in the office, and we think that it really needs a, a final conclusion. And we're going to give the conclusion. Yep. So looking forward to that. Mm. And what do we have after that? We're going to do season one of Ted Lasso. Episode's Ooh. coming out October 12th. Yeah, kind of in the news right now because it just won a bunch of Emmys. So we're going to finally visit it. Yeah, this has been a pretty hot show for quite a while. And I'm pretty amazed. I was very surprised that you hadn't seen it. it just felt right up your alley. So I was surprised. But here we are. Checking out the ends. All right, David, that uh, that sounds like a fun time. Again, please go check out Damn Fine TV if you haven't already. I know some of you already have. But if you haven't, what are you doing? Go do it. You really should be. If it, if it makes you feel better, you can start with the episodes that we've been on talking about Twin Peaks and all kinds of other fun stuff. But get over there. Yep. And that's all I got for now. Like the space between two broken parties that operate in a cyclical system that leads to the divide of a nation and a decrease in overall intelligence and humanity. It's always better in the center. 